got introduced to about him was a, was like a collected talks of Brahmana, which were transcriptions of stuff he did from 36 to 39 in India. So he met a lot of different people in a lot of different conditions. And he wouldn't, he wasn't uh, like a fundamentalist. He would talk to where they were at. And he would come to, he basically said, there's only two real options. There's either realizing you're outmatched, you surrender, and you ask for a higher power to help you live. Yeah, that was one. To me, that's the AA way, or recovery way. Or you investigate the uh, nature of the discomfort, whatever, and by seeing that it's not you, there's a possibility of getting out of it, yeah? And so those, I'm paraphrasing, but they're the two points. So as an action figure, the, the example that's more um, fitting to me is the surrender thing, yeah? And so the surrender was, I'll give some more folks too. The surrender was more like a rude awakening, yeah? There was a rude awakening because something actually intervened on me. I was just a regular day at the office. I was trying to stay loaded until I could get high. But I was running into that stubborn uh, obstruction at the end when you're drinking, which is I had no money to talk people into what, I had to talk people into what, do what I wanted them to do, and I wasn't doing too well with that, you know? So I was a very angry person also. But something happened and uh, just got struck sober, really. It was wild. I had no idea I got struck sober, that's only in hindsight. But something intervened and stopped the, the, uh, like the, the horizontal little flow and uh, didn't didn't hit me. It hit something. You know, we, in AA they give it a vague thing called the innermost, yeah, which isn't in the thought system. <laughs> it's just anything. Call it anything other than the thought system. So, what the message hit the innermost, which is more of me than you know the story of Paul. And because it's, it seemed in life that I was unable to be unable to be convinced by consequences. You know, I got run over twice by in one night. I overdosed tons of times. Been shot at, jailed, everything like that. Nothing seemed to, you know, abort the mission of wanting to get out of me as me. You know, that was the problem. So something intervened and just struck me sober. It was wow. And the first, the first clear uh, message from that, which was striking me sober, was, I'm fucked, basically. That's what it revealed to me. It said, you know, I know this has been difficult to get through to you, but you're fucked. And, you know, you're not managerial quality. And I was convinced. Yeah. I mean, the system was. The system didn't convince itself. It reacted to being convinced. Something was convinced, and then the system had to sort of fucking make do with that. Because, yeah, I mean, it was done. The gig was up, and uh, yeah. So, and then the amazing thing was here, without looking for it, I was introduced to the way I would express the sobriety for 31 years, which is recovery. I didn't, I didn't think, oh, I should go to one of those AA meetings. No, I just, 
when a woman made a deal with me, she said, if you want a place to stay, which I wanted that night, well, you have to go to an A meeting. So they took, she took me to my first meeting and I've stayed sober, you know, been sober 31 years. So that's a pretty cool demonstration of something doing for me what I couldn't do for myself. And then basically when that hits you, You know, just keep expanding on what you can't do for yourself, basically. You know, so that the surrender, not as an experience, but as a state, you become surrendered, yeah? yeah you surrender to the fact you're not managerial quality, that you're basically screwed, and it doesn't come up for review every year, or there doesn't have a bunch of mental pundits talking about, <laughs> it's just flat out convinced. It's amazing in a way, yeah. So that's the action figure story. Now today, this third step, which is the big thing, which is you turn your willing life over to this care of something greater than yourself, yeah. So that which you're taking yourself to be, you're turning your will and life over, or you're making a decision to, because it's in the possession of the self, yeah. That which you're not has your will in life. It's, it's, you, it's using you to live. Yeah, so you can't really turn it over because it's not in your possession. So, and the thing is sort of like the one who's holding the bag is bigger than you who wants to get the bad bag back. So you're not going to get the life back by pleading or cajoling or trying to become friends with the parasite. It just has it. But so you admit this, and then you make a decision to turn your willing life over to the care of something greater than self. That's, that's the decision. But before the decision, there's certain things you have to do. You've got to quit playing God. Hmm. So everyone sort of flies right by that statement and goes to the big surrender statement. But if, if that which is playing God surrenders, it's not going to be a surrender. It's going to be a transaction. <laughs> yeah. It's going to surrender on conditions and terms that it gets what it wants. If it doesn't, we'll take it back until it fucks up again, then it'll surrender. Yeah, so it'll be a, there's not, that's not surrender, it's a transactional deal. Yeah, so if you see that which is, so what's playing God? See, everyone says quit playing God. So if you don't know what it's like to play God, how can you quit it? Yeah, I mean, really. So you need to have some knowledge. You gotta sort of understand. You can't just flippantly say, all right, quit playing God and move on. All right, what does it look like to play God? You know, I'm not saying you're playing God. I'm saying, what does it look like to play God? Well, it looks like when I wake up in the morning, something tells me how the day's gonna be before I even get up. That sort of sounds like playing God. Something tells me you're a fucking loser. You know, it's so sure that, and you're gonna be a loser. It doesn't matter what you do, you're not gonna, yeah? It sounds like playing God, doesn't it? It tells me how you're gonna be, she's fucking planning to stab me in the back, you have no idea. But it's going on and on, so it's, I would say those are uh, examples of playing God, yeah? All right, so now, okay, now you don't see that you're identified as that which is playing God. So now that which is playing God, hears it has to quit playing God. So now it tries to quit playing God. That's playing God, yeah. This is the dilemma that non-duality captures, yeah. You wanting to get out of you as you doesn't work, yeah. 
Self can't get out of self. You can't use the Buddha to seek the Buddha. This is, it's just there. It's just, it's not like on Wednesdays, Fridays, and Sundays, you know, it's not like, a, you know, it's a basic uh, fact of the system, yeah? You can't get out of the system as the system, yeah? So here, so in recovery, quit playing God, all right, but that which is playing God says it's that which is going to stop playing God. That's playing God at infinitum. So it says in AA, you're going to have a new employer, yeah, being all powerful. So what is an employer? It's something that employs you, yeah. It uses you, doesn't it? So an employer uses you to make money. The employee is employing you to make money for itself, yeah. So having a new employer, so now something else is going to use you. Not the old thing that was using you, which is the bondage of self, you want to call it alcoholism or addiction. And the real addiction is the mental state's addiction to being a thing, you know, the doer, the feeler, and all that. So, that, so that's taking us over. We, I like to call it like a parasite. So the parasite is employing you to express what it wants to express. So if you do a sociological study of addicts and alcoholics, thousands of different ethnicities, upbringings, they end up usually in the three same parking spaces, institutions, jails, and death. So there's gotta be, here's all these thousands of different cars, but they're driven to the same fucking place. Yeah? So there's the same driver of thousands of cars. Yeah. <laughs> You know, if a lot of people have your thoughts, they're not your thoughts. <laughs> they're, they're thoughts of a system that are, is being shared by many, yeah? So the idea that they're yours is really the bonding. It's like the juice. It's like the goo. It's like the goo that you, when you touch it, it sticks, so to speak, you know? You walk around, what's that? Until you can wash it, yeah? This is it's sort of like, so, so we're going to have a new employer, and so... By, by saying what the new employer's attributes are, it's basically negating the attributes of the old employer. So it says the new employer being all-powerful, which infers that the old employer didn't have much power. And that's probably its main dilemma. It can't make people really do what it wants to do. It's a very frustrating, powerless, empowered, situation, yeah? It assumes it has power, it doesn't have, so it's frustrated and things aren't fucking, so it just keeps on trying to manage and control, but it's, it can't get over the fact that it's the lumber's powerlessness. It doesn't have the juice, yeah? So, all right, so being all-powerful, this new employer, not the one that's employing you now, yeah? The new employer, and it says, it's gonna take care of you being all-powerful if you do what? Stay close to it. So, like when I grew up as a Catholic kid, they had one of the attributes of the Godhead was omnipresence. So, if God is omnipresent, you know, how can you not be close to it? Yeah. So, you fulfill the first requirement, you're close to it. And then, what? Do its works well. So, basically, in AA, they say, the new employer really wants to use you so that it can be of maximum use to others. Not you being of maximum use to others, but it using you to be of maximum use to others. Yeah, that's the deal, yeah?
You're employed by something. Something is employing you. Something has taken you over and is using you for transportation. It talks to you as you, and when you yearn to get out of it, to be free, you, the only way you can entertain getting out of it as, as it, and to be free as it, instead of from it, because there's the act of being identified as it. The act of being identified as it thwarts any movement, yeah? Because it will be you that makes the move. You see it? So, all right, so what's non-duality? I don't know. I call it a fact, basically. And non-duality is just not two. It's negating this whole idea that we're living from, which is, you know, the, whatever can be perceived cannot be perceiving it, like a great master Hawaiian post says. Whatever, he said, he doesn't say it now. Whatever can be perceived, yeah, cannot be perceiving. Yet, listening to the narrative all day, that narrative sort sure takes you as the object to be that which is perceiving. <laughs> yeah. So while I impose trying to correct the whole ball game when it starts, not after the fifth inning. It doesn't go anywhere, it just goes into fucking extra innings. Yeah? It's, you go you go at the point. Yeah. So he cuts the root right there before it can, you know, not one shoot can grow. He says, whatever can be perceived, yes, you're perceiving this, so this can't be what's perceiving. Oh, well, then why don't you, now you have that one little idea, one small little idea, yet now you're armed with it, listening to the narrative, and the narrative sure sounds like you're the one who's seeing everything as a thing, yeah? Every time they're seeing, it implies that it's you seeing, yeah? And you is implied as a body. Where do you, do you need to go any farther than that? If, if one's listening, if not, there isn't a one, but if there's listening to the narrative, the narrative is based on you are that which is perceiving. And you are, you are that as pictured as a body, yeah? Yet the body can be perceived, and in Hawaiian Bo's little rule book, you'd be out of the game. <laughs> out at first. <laughs> you want to go 800,000 feet away? Just go back to that point. Yeah? So non-duality is a simple negation. That's it. That's all it is. It's just saying not to. And so then it's up to us to feel what it's like to feel what it's like to be too, yeah. And basically, it's rooted in the dualism of being subject-object being mixed up, yeah. This subjectiveness seemingly coming through because there is something aware of things that isn't a thing. So let's call it consciousness, yeah. So consciousness is aware of things, and it seems to be aware of things through a thing. It's sort of like. This, the scientist, or Paul, sees the stars through the telescope. The telescope isn't seeing the stars. It facilitates seeing the stars. It's Paul that's seeing the stars, yeah? So let's say the consciousness is seeing, hearing, feeling, tasting, touching. It's not Paul that's seeing, hearing, feeling, tasting, touching. But most of us, listening very, very lazily to the narrative up there, the assumption is that that which is seeing, hearing, feeling, tasting, touching is Paul as the body. 
So Huang Po doesn't get to page 83. He doesn't have even a page following that statement. It's just one statement. Whatever can be perceived cannot be perceiving. And if you attempt to correct the system as the system, it promotes the system. That's what it does, yeah? If you use yourself to find yourself, you're going to be blind. Yeah? If you use seeing, yeah? Because the seeing claimed by us is a form of looking. Yeah? It's the seeing still, yeah? But it's now been layered. It's been a, like an M&M shell has been put on it. And now that seeing, which isn't just here, has an intent a little bit. It's looking, yeah? Because seeing now, seeing expressed through time is looking, yeah? That looking for the seeing as the seeing doesn't go anywhere. It ends you up here, yeah, basically. After 30 years and 10 years and 15 years, you realize, just as the statement Hawaiian Po made later on, which is you can't use the Buddha to seek the Buddha, you can't use mind to seek mind, you can't use light to seek light. Would anyone, would Hawaiian Po say that to anyone who wasn't the Buddha, the mind, and light? Why would, it, why would it say it to someone who wasn't the Buddha, mind, and light? He was trying to talk through Paul to the Buddha, to the mind, to the light. Not to Paul about the Buddha, the mind, and the light. That doesn't go anywhere. It confuses fucking Paul. Yeah? It actually whips Paul into another fucking form of slavery, which is the spiritual fucking path that can go for lifetimes. Yeah? Paul cannot find any fucking rest. If it's doing something it used to enjoy, why well, I shouldn't be enjoying, you know? You're, you're wanting, there's a very thin line between self-investigation and self-obsession. <laughs> and uh, most of us veer into self-obsession when we're thinking we're investigating self, yeah? <laughs> so I humbly believe that if he was here, he wasn't seeing Amelia and Paul and Andrew or whoever it's here. He was seeing the Buddha and he was seeing mind, big mind and light. And so he was just talking to Buddha, mind and light and just telling a simple thing. You can't use yourself to find yourself. It's not a big fucking deal. Yeah. If the correction was made by the Buddha, mind or light, it would seem there was never a need to, of a correction because it wasn't really so. It was just appearing to be so, like a little magical trick, yeah. So when the correction is, is applied, it says there's been no solution. There was no need for a solution. There's no problem. You, you, you haven't lost the Buddha. You haven't lost mind. You haven't lost fucking light, yeah. It's all disguised in the attentiveness and the interest that you have with you, the you that you're not. Yeah? So by being obsessed with you, 
to the point that you use you to look for what you are, most of us have found ourselves in that condition. We're trying to get out of Paul as Paul. The getting out of Paul is based on never being in Paul. Yeah, just like when you were a baby, you weren't in Paul. You grew into the idea of being Paul, and therefore you can grow out of it, really. <laughs> if you grew into something, you can grow out of it. Yeah, it's not a one-way street. Once you're in, there's no out, no. But in this case, you don't get out of self as self. You get out of self by realizing you're not in it. That's the realization. It looks like you've escaped, but there were, the great wisdom of no escape was there was no more where to escape from. That's why you look like you got out, because there was never an in. <laughs> if someone believes an in, they can only believe you got out. How did you get out? You know? And you keep telling them, I didn't get out. I just realized I wasn't in. Yeah. And if, if you weren't in, then the out stabilizes, obviously. And now it's out, it's taken out of the two-ness, yeah? In and out, in and out. You're in, an, you're in, an, you're in a pre-in, which is the out of all outs, yeah? It's not an out that comes after an in to lead to another in and an out, yeah? In and out, in and out, no. It's before the in, that's the big out, yeah? So you're before the in, and then you see the heads, narration, which is all day, I'm really up the ass of self, or I'm sort of out of the ass of self. And then most of us, because out of habit, when that thing talks, we think it's talking about us. Yeah, I was, I was really up the ass of self, and I, but then I've been really connected. But you were neither of those. Yeah, you, you just are. <laughs> There's no connect or disconnect, or close or far, or, you had it and then lost it, that's all in the make-believe of the mental activity. Yeah, that's all duality. You can leave the in and then you're out, then you have a desire to get in, you get in, fucking, ah, you're always afraid that you're gonna be out again. So where's that, you can't even enjoy peace. Yeah, because if you're enjoying peace, you're thinking, will I, have, will I be at peace next week? <laughs> that's what happens. People come to these talks, oh, I feel great at this message, but then the world starts. But how am I going to feel Tuesday? <laughs> the system just keeps pledging allegiance to itself. Yeah. <laughs> it can't just see. It really, its whole drive is to be relevant. And if it can't be relevant of be, being the one who finds the truth, it can sure be relevant to be blocking you off from the truth. That's, that's its fallback mechanism. It's never going to bring you to the arrival of the arrivals. It's going to say, I'm obscuring it all. That's how powerful I am. I can separate you from the light of the Spirit. It's fucking ridiculous. You are the light of the Spirit. <laughs> yeah? But because we're giving it meaning and relevance all day, we're the one. Yeah? There's no thing called an illusion. And what illusion can fool reality other than when reality is into the illusion? The reality's gotta be buying it, yeah? Yeah. That's our role here. We only play it for 80 years, 70 years, 90 years, it's not a big deal. And especially every night when you go to sleep, it's like it never happened. 
And then when you finally go end, it'll be like it never happened. So how much did it really happen? <laughs> Tell you the truth. <laughs> that which is always so is fucking always so. And where are you going to return? You're going to return to this? You never were. You were never even here. You're going to return to where you never left. That's the return. The return is I never left. Yeah. We were talking the last few weeks about dreaming. You know, dreaming at night. So let's say you're dreaming of a five-second gulp of a soda one night, or the next night you're dreaming of a 300-year epic when you're like, of course you're never a, like a street cleaner, you're a princess or a prince or something, you're always Cleopatra or a fucking Rasputin or something, you're not like Tom, you know, Joe Schmo. So 300 years, how long did it take to wake up from both dreams? When you woke up in the morning, did you wake up faster to the five-second dream and then the 300-year dream, like a month? You know, there's got to be a ratio, 300 years to one month. 300 years of dreaming to one month of reality. What is it? A mouse. good. It came the sunset. It's smarter than all of us. It came out of its hole. You know what I mean? Can you imagine? All right, 300 years. I know it was fucking real. Oh, no, it wasn't so bad, but, it, you know, one month, it, you know, it's just like that, isn't it? Yes or no? Does the dream, does the experience of time in the dream migrate to when you woke up? No, fucking of course not. So basically, it's based on certain conditions, yes? That time seems to have a hold on us, yes. This is the awake dreaming. Yeah. It's going to be let go just like it did this morning. It's just on a different, it's a different version. It's like, you know, 2.0, that was 1.0. There's not much of a difference in the programming. <laughs> 2.0 has you wake up to the 1.0. That's all. We're just waiting for the, the new edition 3.0 when you realize you're already awake. <laughs> Sleeping or awake or whatever. Yeah. So. So I don't, you know, when I started to do this stuff, the talks, I went to satsangs and, uh, you know, I realized quickly that there's no point in talking to you about the truth, yeah? It's, the point is to talk to the truth about you. <laughs> really, that's it, yes? So, we're not, the message isn't coming from me, please, yeah? And it's not going to you. You're the obscuring agent. <laughs> you are the fucking obscuring agent. That which is wanting to get it is the obscuring agent. Yeah, that's it. It's the verb of obscuring right now. It's not like, oh, you were obscuring uh, three hours ago. We caught you obscuring. No, you're obscuring now, always now. <laughs> that's the point. The whole point is how to get around you to what you are. <laughs> it's not how to convince you you're that, but to convince that about you. Yeah, that's the whole point that I wasn't seeing. You know, even high-level satsangs, it was still something was off because I feel the sense of you 
is produced so fast in time that no process in time can outdraw it, really. Yeah? I just don't see how something you do that takes time is going to beat this. Yeah? And if you're not before it, if you come after it, it's, it's using you to reinforce the idea of you. Yeah? If you see it from before, you see it as mental activity, basically. It's sort of like a program that was left on. <laughs> you just see it, yeah, and it's like, and thank God you can look ahead, it has 50 years to go, you know, but it's, it's gonna, it's finite, it's gonna run out. <laughs> it's, it's, project, it's projection distance shifts, you know, maybe a hundred feet, and it's like five feet, it doesn't even get out the, we can't broadcast far anymore. <laughs> But you see it, yeah? You, the seeing is untouched. You don't have to push up. You, and like, remember the old Zen? Uh, what's it, the third? There was a great story about the third patriarch or whatever. And there was a, the second patriarch had a temple and he had all these guys. And there was a very learned guy that was looking to be the, going to be the third patriarch of Zen, like the big hancha, yeah? And so they had to write down stuff, and the, the guy said something like, awareness is like a mirror, and our job is to polish it, yeah? And oh, and so he won, supposedly. And some guy who worked in the kitchen came by and said, there's no fucking mirror, and no one to polish it. <laughs> that was the message. Now, they ran that fucker off, but then the second patriarch found him and gave him the robes and the bowl. And then the other guy, the, the, the new guy, was looking to get that bowl back. And the, old, the newest guy said, hey, I fucking take it. But then he had a little satsang, and the second, you know, the second guy realized, oh, this guy's got it, really. Doesn't got it, he's like, he doesn't want it. <laughs> <laughs> If you got it, you don't want it. <laughs> you see the pointlessness of wanting it. <laughs> you lose interest in that. You do. You don't get, it, you don't get to, in my own uh, observation of it, you don't get like, your, 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 your tip doesn't get sharpened and like that. You just lose interest in all of the spirituality stuff. <laughs> just lose interest in it because you've realized this is the obscuring agent. So if this excite, if this is, God forbid that you get excited about knowing the truth, <laughs> it's just gonna, it just gets to become the biggest fucking deterrent. It picks up a lot of concepts, a lot of shit, and all of it has to be, none of it has to be dismissed. You just gotta see it's not you, really. Yeah. Yeah, but you can save yourself a lot of time, a lot of trouble. So the loss of interest doesn't mean you lose interest. You just lose interest the way it's being directed. Yeah. So in other words, the interest isn't starting from the obscuring agent looking for clarity. <laughs> the interest is before that and knows it's clarity. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a huge difference, really. And so... Yeah, you're just starting from something that, that just feels right. Yeah. And then, uh, 
you know, blue is blue and red is red. Things are clear in certain ways. You're not... And really, the, the, the real valuable awakenings are root awakenings. Yeah. Really, you just awaken to the fact that that which you're identified as is incapable or unable to grasp what it is because it's already that. <laughs> yeah. And it can't get through this, it can't get beyond the source code of itself wanting to get out of itself. All it does is it runs into the wall, backs up, and, and does it a number of times, and then just changes vehicles and does the same thing. Self can't get out of self with drugs, self can't get out of self with spirituality, self can't get out of self with money, can't, it's just self can't get out of self. Is the drive to get out of you, that seems fucking clear, but you try to get out of that you as that you. That's the dilemma, yeah, that's the act of being identified. And it's not gonna break, it's just gonna keep changing vehicles and keep beyond hope, because it has enough evidence to realize it's failed, it cannot accept that. It doesn't come easily to it, yeah, the system, yeah. In my case, you would think if I got run over twice in one night by a car while loaded and I had months and months, 10 months in a hospital bed to have a thorough review of my life that things would have changed, but it didn't. This, this, this is a very stubborn, pesty little thing. Yeah, it will arise whatever you're doing, wherever you're doing it, and claim to be the doer of it all. It will, you know, and if you're waiting for it not to happen, you'll be waiting a long time. It's mechanical, yeah, that's what it does. It's, as soon as it sees a verb, it, it, it uses it to imply itself as a noun, yeah. So I, I saw it, it's very clear. It goes like this, There's, you can look at the basic of consciousness. So seeing, hearing, feeling, tasting, touching, you can see this, you'll see it. Seeing, hearing, feeling, tasting, touching, those five gates consciousness is moving through, it could move through 800,000 gates. It's not, consciousness is not defined by the little openings it's going through. I mean, if you have a light coming through a, a car, you know, a piece of uh, cardboard with six pinpricks, that's not the amount, you know, there's huge light that is, is going through this, yeah, yeah, so. They're seeing, hearing, feeling, tasting, touching. That's conscious contact, as we say in AA, I feel. All right, so the seeing, obviously, something arises after the seeing and claims the seeing to imply the seer. Doesn't, has to. So here's the seeing, so you would say seeing's verb, a verb, right? There's no beginning, there's not no seeing and seeing and then no, this is seeing. If you're not seeing anything, you're seeing the back of your eyelids, yeah. They're seeing, it's on all the time. So, they're seeing. All right, so they're seeing. What mental state comes after the seeing and says, oh, the seeing implies there's a seer. Not even implies, it's evidence. It's complete, undisputed evidence. When they're seeing, there's a seer. Just fucking, that's the case, yeah, in its fucking court. It's, it's precedent is that. It's precedent is every verb implies a noun. 
or infers or just basically authenticates the noun. So the seeing authenticates the seer. The hearing is used to authenticate the hearer. The feelings are used to authenticate the feeler, and so on and so forth. The doing is used to authenticate the doer, right? The thinking is used to authenticate the thinker, yeah? Now there's thinking, there's doing, there's seeing, there's healing, there's feeling. You don't, why would you go try to go against that, yeah? But is there a thinker, a hearer, a seer, a feeler, a taster, a doer? That's under suspicion, yeah? So the seeing and then the seer. But the seer, as soon as it works, the seer is presupposed to be, to be before the seeing. Yeah, this is what Ramana Maharshi said in one of his statements. He says it, you know, a lot of people wrote a lot about this guy's writings, I mean his teachings, and he says this the same thing in different ways. And in this one way it says there's a, pre, a presupposing. A pre means before, right? So a supposing that does a little trick that most supposing doesn't do. It presupposes something. Wow, it's a move. It's unbelievable. So there's a presupposing of what? Of a non-existent thing, and then you could put in parenthesis as being existent. Yeah? So the object is now taking itself to be the subject. So subjectivity is moving through the object, right? Like the telescope thinks it's seeing the stars. Yeah. So, all right, so it's here and it's moving. So the seeing claimed. Right? Implies the seer. The seer is presupposed before the seeing. Yeah? This happens all the time. So there's a presupposing of a non-existent thing appearing to be existing. Yeah? Wanting to get salvation for the non-existent thing. Yeah. Now, if you were wanting to get salvation from the non-existent thing, Eureka! It's always stabilized. The thing you need to get relief from doesn't exist, so therefore there's the relief. <laughs> Before the relief, there's the relief. <laughs> if you so self, but if there's if you try to get salvation for the non-existent thing, that's bondage. Yeah, but salvation from the non-existent thing is the inherent condition. <laughs> you are constantly in. <laughs> salvation from the non-existent thing because it doesn't exist. <laughs> you don't have to go back and kill it twice because you don't have to kill it once. It doesn't have nine lives. It doesn't have any life. So, so there's not a presupposing of a non-existent thing, feeling like it's existing, mixing up the object-subject. Yes, that's the whole thing of non-duality, negating that. There's a mixing up the object and subject. So now you take the object to be existing, so you want to get salvation for the object. And then the mental state arises and has a fucking field day with that. So, <laughs> so he says, if this is the case, your spiritual practices themselves, this is so beautiful, your spiritual practices themselves, which would be seeking for salvation for the non-existent thing, right? Your spiritual practices themselves are reinforcing the non-existent thing. How can they destroy it? You think you're using it to destroy something, but it's reinforcing. 
is a whoops. You're doing the exact opposite of what you want. Now, what does that call you to arms? No, it's a disarming realization. You realize the futility because every little move you make is an obscuring agent. <laughs> you can't get the obscuring out of the obscuring. <laughs> try to unobscure it for fucking years. <laughs> you have to live on constant vigilance. When is it going to be obscured again? <laughs> it seems so easy. <laughs> so, uh, all right, so what are you going to do? Yeah. I don't know. You'll find out. But maybe you can start feeling that. Like, see, this is how it translates to the action figure. You feel like you're being directed, yeah, by something other than that what was directing before, yeah. So you feel like you've had an upgrade or something, and now things come back that you that haven't been available, like intuitiveness, you know, a sense of things, you know, maybe some discrimination. I don't know. Maybe you can learn. You've observed, like. <laughs> You know, doing things. I don't know what. You'll find out. But you'll be on a different wavelength here as the action figure. Yeah? And the action figure has its place here. I mean, you can't know and avoid the action figure here. Yeah? You don't want to go into, like, existential nihilism because the action figure does better with a purpose. So you make shit up. Yeah? You don't want to fucking starve it. Not have some weird fucking non-dual pharmaceutical fucking idea. Just like, you know, let it reach its little enough levels on its gauges, and then it's, you know, it's basically functions on its own, and then the mind can be, it's not, not free, but it can just, you know, fly around, entertain other possibilities. Yeah, it's not so beholden to the game board because of the piece. So, and this becomes an expression which is awesome of traveling lighter. And, it has, and the only way it can come to that, that it's traveling lighter, it has a huge amount of evidence when it was traveling heavy. So it's in a way dreaming out of duality through duality, yeah? It has a comparison. Jesus, when I was listening to this one GPS, I was visiting jails, certain situations, da, 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 da. Now, I'm not. That's a big upgrade. So the action figure starts having uh, attitudes and outlooks that it wasn't uh, having before, which is like gratitude, or AWE, it's just, it's one, you know, it has wonder again. It's, always, it's available to other people. It senses that presence, it is that. It's not that presence, but it is that presence, you know, right? It senses the presence, and therefore, if you're present and available, you're of service. So now it finds a purpose that really brings out the best in it, really. Yeah. And so it travels later. And then, in a sense, it hits a, it hits a conclusion like, what more did it want? It doesn't want to be the chariot of the gods. It knows it's a Toyota. It does. It knows it's got a fucking cranky, broken GPS. But hey, it can express things like gratitude and 
you know, a lot of things. And maybe it can, if it had the oxygen of acceptance, it would do a lot better than constantly being used to get better and spur on and then to be punished for not being so good, you know. And it's better, you know, did, was it really helpful to this to hear the word awakening or enlightenment? Probably not. I mean, look at what people have done at these type of talks with words that mean the exact opposite. They produce suffering with the word enlightenment and awakening. What more examples do you need? Yeah. If that which you're relying on and wanting to become saved as uses the word enlightenment to beat the shit out of itself, fuck it. God forbid it goes to heaven. It'll be like, it'll make it hell in a day. Yeah, so, yeah. So then things get straightened out. The horse is front of the cart. Things make sense. Yeah, doesn't mean you don't take care of the cart. The cart will take care of itself, but you know. So if you listen to the talks, all the information is there to support this possibility. We stay pretty much on point. We're trying to always describe what we're not to what we are. Yeah. Every talk, we're always attempting, not attempting, we're doing it, we're describing this because you can describe what you're not. You can. You can understand what you're not. You're experiencing what you're not all day. You can study what you're not. But you can't apply that to what you are. The only possibility we have concerning what we are is being it, and we are being it. Yeah? The thinking doesn't make it so or not so. We are being it. Yeah. So, hmm. interest and attention. You can't move the interest and attention. That would be interest and attention. You lose interest and attention, it moves, and maybe it starts settling. And to me, that sense of onness or presence is just undirected interest and attention. It's not being used to support the narrative of you as the doer, the feeler, the thinker, yeah? It loses interest in going to yesterday and tomorrow, yeah? The head will go, but it doesn't follow. It just stays right here. And you're seeing, hearing, feeling, tasting, touching, you're observing shit, you're expressing shit, yeah. Yeah, and hopefully, and then I'm assured you'll be put to use, for sure. Any questions? Yeah. I'm keeping the window open longer than I usually do. No. Right. And listen, if you if you don't know, we have that website, Zen Bitch Lab. I think that's how you get to the YouTube. Since Zen Bitch Lab, all out of you. How do you get to Both. the videos? Both. Yeah. Just put name in, yeah. So we have tons of videos. We put them all out, this will be out. And we're basically just, uh, repetition helps here in this place. It does. So, and you can repeat an invitation. I'd hate to repeat a thesis, but, you know, but an invitation you can repeat. Yeah. And just, and it, 
and it meets you like a, almost like a lazy Susan. You never know. <laughs> Gets through, yeah, to that which you are. And then, uh, you know, that which you are is in timelessness, yeah? It's not in it, it is timelessness, yeah? So a huge amount of data or, or knowledge can occur in no time. And there's no storage because you don't have any of it. It just comes through, it does its little mark. Yeah. So in my case, it's as a as Paul, I just observed it as the last answer. And I was really keen on this topic after all the drug use and shit. I figured the only way out was going to be through demonstration, energy, practice, yeah, Kundalini, all like that. And uh, to have all that interest, just leave all of that, all of that behavior, what it was conceptually representing, the real thing must have shown up, because it cut off all that interest whatsoever, to the point of zero interest in it. Pretty good. <laughs> I mean, I never get gypped. I'm here all the time. <laughs> so, so, yeah. And uh, we'll pass the basket and stuff. And if you're interested, I have books too. I have a new book. I have three books. I have them in the car, I think. And some t-shirts and bitch slap shirts. Cutlery. <laughs> cutting boards. We're branching into a lot of <laughs> We need more revenue streams. Because <laughs> my expiration